Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Okay, welcome back in. We did have a text from Amy Wagner. Shout out to her. Big volleyball. Nut. She loves volleyball. And Farrell's instructor. And Farrell's, yes, she's an instructor at Farrell's as well. She said, how about the motivation, commitment to continue when results or outcomes may not match the effort? We want to talk about that? Well, what were you going to say? Well, I was asking you. Oh, I mean, a lot of that is just patience. And yeah, I mean, and sometimes you have to make sure that your effort is matching your expectations also. Yes. Right. So it kind of goes both ways. Like your, for one, are your expectations maybe too high in the amount of time that you've been committed to this? Because mm-hmm. even at Farrell's, you know, it's a 10 week program. We reassess at week five, but the way that our program is progresses, um, you know, that kickboxing part, the cardio part is a little technical. And so the first week or so at Farrell's, you're going to be confused. You're not going to always be working at 110% because you're still learning, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the strength training progresses pretty quickly over that five weeks. So sometimes five weeks, even though we check at five weeks, we say this all the time, your results at five weeks, that's not an indication of necessarily what's going to happen in 10 weeks. Like you don't take your five week results and then think, well, okay, if I double that, that's where I'll be at 10 weeks. That's not how that it works. You're really just getting started kind of at mm-hmm. that five week mark, right? right, right. You agree? Yep. So I think sometimes if you have someone that has like at like at Farrell's or any other fitness program, talk to the people who have been there and who have done it too. And they're gonna probably tell you the same thing. This goes along with my you're not special that I always say that you know, the things that are keeping you, uh, holding you back or the things you're afraid of that doesn't make you special. It makes you totally normal being, uh, having too high of expectations as far as your health and fitness results go. That does not make you special. That is very normal. We all have super high expectations when we start something new. And so I think that talking to someone who's been, been through it, like at Farrell's, you could talk to me or you or talk to another instructor, talk to your coach, talk to the person that you work out next to and ask them, well, what, what was, where were you at in this process in the first five weeks? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is talking to other people about it, getting a better perspective of what to expect, especially if you're doing something new, because you don't have the experience to really have those expectations. Yeah. And with the, about continuing results or outcomes may not match the effort. We are in a quick fix society. Mm -hmm. One of the things that us as, as Farrell's owners, you know, we're not really competing with other gyms in Lincoln. Yes. I always say that other gyms are not our competition. Yes. The the main thing. We're all like on the same team. We're like different, different, um, 
departments in the same team of trying to get right. people healthy. Right. What we're what we are competing against is educating people that the better result is a little bit more long-term sustainable result instead of the quick fix. Yeah, we're competing against the quick fix mentality. We're competing against the couch, mm -hmm. Netflix, the drive-through. Uh, yes, <laughs> the, DoorDash. That, DoorDash. That is our competition as far as I'm concerned. The things that are keeping people from being active. Um, the, if you live in a city where people are active and healthy, that's only going to be a great environment for the health and fitness uh, like facilities in that in that town. So I really have never seen other gyms as a competition. It's that sedentary lifestyle. It's quick fix mentality, the biggest loser mentality, like you said, where you expect to lose, you know, 30 pounds in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we, I think we compete against. Well, and, and we've had two, two members, Mark and AJ, that's just, AJ just wrapped up his annual challenge and AJ, he lost, I think he lost a little over a hundred pounds. And Mark lost like 134 pounds. And these guys were eating over 2,000 calories. For their All macros. the way up until probably about two weeks until their final picture. Yes. And then they got a little more, you know, a little more strict, which is to be expected because they, at that point, they are taking a picture. So there are certain things that you need to do. There's things you could do to manipulate your, you know, your water levels and stuff like that. Yeah, but at the, at the end. At yes. the very end. Yeah. But all the way up until that very end, they were completely reasonable in their kind of nutrition. Well, in fact, for AJ, like he had doing following the, the macros for about a year after he started, he got to a point where he was he'd lost all this weight and he needed to build muscle. So he went in and he, his calories were up from 2000 to like 3500. Because he needed to kind of so gain the like, muscle. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, what I need to eat more to see changes versus eating less to see changes. Mm -hmm. So eating less is the quick fix. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. 1,200 calories, 1,000. Uh, some, some programs, 800 calories mm -hmm. is all they want you to eat. And, and why is something like that not sustainable? Well, okay. So you're leading into this conversation we had in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So do you want to wait to talk about that? Uh, like maybe no, we can talk about it right now. Okay. So the thing that I have, one of the bones that I have to pick with the fitness industry is this thought process where, and I mean, and it's not anything specific, but like even my fitness pal, which is the food tracking app that we kind of recommend for our members to use. When you go in and you download my fitness pal, it's going to give a really generic uh, calorie goal based on basically just if you're a man or if you're a woman. Now, I can't speak to what it says for men because I don't really know, but I know for women, it's almost always going to default you to around 1200 calories for your calorie goal. And the reality is that majority of women we probably could eat. I mean, we need to eat more than that. And so when people come into ferals, they, you know, we give them calorie ranges anywhere from like 17 to maybe 1900, 200, 2000 calories for women. And that's a, like a shock to their system. Like, wow, mm -hmm. I 
do not think this is going to work because I normally, when I need to lose weight, I eat 1200 calories and I still struggle to lose weight. Well, the reality is the way that the biology of our body, it is always striving for balance, homeostasis. So our bodies don't like change, just like our minds don't like change. We don't like change. And so it's always going to try to balance that out. So if you go from not paying attention to what you're eating, and maybe you go from eating 3000 calories a day to tracking your food and eating 1200 calories a day, you can do that for a couple of days, three days, four days, maybe the week, but at a certain point, especially for women, but men too. And I think men in the Midwest, men in Nebraska, that's like the alcohol is what kind of gets them too. So you can go all week tracking your food, staying on track. And then the weekend comes and you don't track anything and you drink, you know, five, six, seven beers. And that is just totally going to wreck the whole entire point of restricting your calories all week long. So what I'm trying to say is if you're eating 1200 calories and you're not losing weight, the reality is you're probably eating more than 1200 calories and you just don't realize it. So you can do that for a couple of days. Uh, and then at some point we've all been there where you're hungry, you're tired, there's a bag of potato chips and you're you know, it's nine o'clock at night and you just tear through that bag of potato chips. And the reality is if you would have just eaten more throughout the week, then it would have been easier to resist those chips because you've just restrict, restrict, restrict. And then our bodies are like, well, it's been three days and I've only had 3,600 calories. I really need 5,000 calories over these three days. So then that fourth day, maybe you eat, you end up snacking and mm -hmm. kind of just breaking down and binge eating, which is a big problem for a lot of people. And a lot of that's, it's a cycle. It's called the binge restrict cycle. So you restrict, restrict, restrict until you can anymore. And then you go crazy on a pizza during the game or you drink too many beers. So I think that's why that's what we kind of fight against that culture of like understanding that if you can consistently eat amount of calories that is sustainable to your body and your mind, then you will not struggle with those cravings as much. You won't struggle with going off the deep end or, you know, like today when I had some Oreos for breakfast with my protein shake, I could have just not eaten those. But then the reality is probably tonight I would have way overeaten because they would still be there. And so I just kind of fit it into my day. Like, this is a great time to eat these right now. I love Oreos. I want to eat some. I know we're going to be doing, being active later. And so this is a great time to do it other than restricting myself and then really kind of going off the deep end at and night. eating them at 8 p.m. That's what happened to me last night. And then going right <laughs> I to missed bed. my supper and I drove past a Taco Bell late at night. And yeah. I got myself three beef chalupas, which right. is not what you need late no. at night. No. <laughs> So don't do that. Yeah. I, that's again, like I, that is a real thing that we're talking about. Like when you yeah. don't eat and you think you're doing the right thing by like trying to cut down on the calories, and when you are starving late at night because you're like you said restricting yourself so, so much throughout the day, like that's brutal. That's hard not yeah, to. Yeah, you're not to gonna make a good choice in that moment. Like when you have really been under eating for days and days and days, you're not gonna reach for an apple and carrot sticks when yeah. you're at the end of your rope. When, like you said, when you're tired or 
that's the other thing with restricting yourself for so, so much. If you're only giving yourself, you know, 1200 calories a day, then there's not a lot of stuff that has to go wrong throughout that day. You miss one meal. That's a huge chunk of your calories that you're going to miss out on. And then you're going to be susceptible to making those bad choices. And I can tell you with Taco Bell, Taco John's, Three of anything is never a good idea, right? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely didn't feel great. Like two, it might not be enough, but three is way too much. But it it (laughs) looks like you're starving is in your head. Like, oh, I'm going to be so hungry. And you get to the second one. You're like, I know. Like, I don't even need the third one. It's just all in your head that you're just telling yourself it's it's okay. You're starving. And you're totally at the whole time you're justifying in your head. Well, I didn't eat dinner tonight and I did all this stuff. You're justifying and then you eat it and then you most people immediately feel regret and then the next day maybe you skip breakfast because you were so upset that you didn't you know stay on track and there goes the cycle starts again well and and now there are different different obviously we're not saying that the barrels meal plan is the end all be all the only thing no that and works it's not even earth. anything magical it's just very balanced right so yeah. like some people do intermittent fasting that works for them yeah. because their, their mindset is like kind of when I do whole 30, which is so strange, Harrison, when I do whole 30, which is you're cutting out a lot of inflammatory stuff like dairy, grains, it's pretty hardcore. There's not right. a lot yeah. of things, things you can... that can be inflammatory right. for some right. people. So when I do that and, and usually I'll do it once a year just to kind of reset my brain, but it's, it's, it's interesting how our minds work when I am doing the whole 30 for 30 days when I see the kids or whoever can buy Oreos. You are going to tell a lie right now because you've gotten mad at us for eating non-compliant. But typically, okay, not even in your presence, you were mad. The first couple of weeks. Yes. It's a little rough. And the last week, but no. So I, I might not say I might get, get up. I get upset at some (laughs) things, but in your brain, it's like, okay, there's this bag. There's this thing of Oreos on the counter. And I'm just not going to eat it. I just don't eat it because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can't eat the the sugar. That's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I can't eat. So you just kind of turn your brain off. But then when I'm not doing it, it's like, oh, well, I can have one or two. Yeah. Did you get into the Oreos <laughs> last night? Were you the one that opened those Oreos? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering because they were not, I didn't right, have any. Right after <laughs> Cooper DeGene returned that punt for a touchdown and I realized that I was going to win the game. Yep. It was more like rage eating. I had already gone to bed at that point. <laughs> it was rage eating, <laughs> ripping the container open. Just <laughs> I was wondering was who bad. opened those. What's was... the, what's, before we go to break, Chris, what's the one yeah. thing in your guys' pantry that if it's late at night, like you really just shouldn't have it in there because you're probably going to rip through it? It's cookies. Is it cookies? You Doritos. got a sweet tooth? Doritos, Doritos is another one. I mean, late at night isn't really a good example for me because I'll just go to bed. But I know what you mean because that's what yeah. a lot of people are. But mine is more like just because I'm just I need to eat something and I'm trying to figure out what to eat. If Doritos are in the house, that's a tough one for me. But if I don't eat them, then I'm fine. Like it's not yeah. that it doesn't have a hold on me. I always just means. find the most quiet snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to wake everyone up. No, let know. everyone know about my well, unhealthy thing eating in habits. our house with four people like four, basically four adults. I mean, Ben's 16, but he eats like two grown adults. Um, you know, when someone's gotten into something, so that does keep <laughs> me a little more 
uh, honest, especially Doritos, because Ben eats Doritos a lot. So it's like, I know that if I eat these, he will know that someone ate them. So that does help a little bit, I think, in our house. But it'd be uh, harder if you are just one or two people or mm -hmm. you and you maybe you guys don't eat the same thing. And that would be hard. All right. Well, we're going to go to break. I want to keep talking about nutrition. For, this is the hardest part for everybody. We right. know it is. So please, if you're, if you're out there listening and you have any questions about nutrition, hit us up on the text line 402-464-5685 on the Starter Heyman text line. You can message us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or on all those. We're also on Allo Channel 951. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket.